Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a demi-straight girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, astrology. Sounds fake, but okay. this week astrology beach yeah so i just thought of this the other day and i was like dude we gotta and then we were supposed to do something else today and then i was like kayla was too excited i really want to do astrology (laughs) kayla was legitimately just too excited so here we are um i get yeah i this was my idea but you were the one who got carried away about it so i did not get carried away yeah you did okay so jenna and julian my Mm. queens Mm -hmm. recent they have a podcast also among many other things but they also did an episode recently um, looking at their entire star charts and then their compatibility because... Their compatibility? <laughs> Honestly, yes, because... Basically. Their signs are pretty opposite. Yeah. So, you can go on this website, Cafe Astrology, mm-hmm. and get your whole birth chart. So that means birth not... chart. Stop! I have a cold <laughs> in my mouth because my throat hurts. Um, and I'm an audio professional, and my <laughs> voice Kayla, is stop. my career. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so, cafeastrology.com. You can look at your birth chart. So, that's not only your stars or your sun sign, which is, like, your main zodiac sign. But you can look at, like, your moon sign and your Neptune in rising and all this bullshit that I don't understand. Okay. So, we are going to look at that because Sarah said whenever i see so i'm a libra and whenever i see stuff about my like about libra stuff i'm always just like that's wrong yeah because well because libra likes to tell me that i'm obsessed with love and i'm like you're just incorrect um so we're gonna do that and then we're also going to look at our compatibility oh my god as lovers as lovers (laughs) Um, um, and then we'll look at mine, too, for funsies. Nice. Are you ready? Astrology is such a... I... Astrology is like, do I buy it? I really don't know. No, Do I, I think it's super interesting? Yes. Yes. It's like personality tests. Boy, don't even get me started. I won't. But Just also... Go past it. <laughs> this is the thing with, like, I think, like, mediums and, like, psychics mm-hmm. and ghosts and stuff are really interesting, too. And I, like, kind of buy that. No. I buy it a little bit. No. So this stuff is just, like, very interesting to me. So. All right, go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me put my glasses on. Oh, my God. Okay. So Sarah has a sun in Libra. So that's her main yes. zodiac sign. That is I. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Libra natives are generally thought to be sociable, somewhat intellectual souls. Here I am. <laughs> okay. They have an almost innocent way about them that makes them very approachable. Am I approachable? I've been told I'm not. See, here's... The, I skimmed this, and I thought it was interesting, because often I feel like people are intimidated by you. Yeah, they're intimidated by me, and then they realize pretty quickly that there's no reason to yeah. be, but they usually start out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, generally quite eager to cooperate. False. <laughs> Lib- Librans spend a lot of their time trying not to rock the boat. I mean, I That's true That's of you. true. That's yeah. true of you. In theory, Libras are peace-loving. In practice, they can quietly stir up all sorts of trouble with their ways. I don't think I do that. Do I do that? What do for I me, do? yes. I wouldn't say it's quiet for you. 
Mm, no, I would say that you do unintentionally sometimes cause yourself issues. Yeah. And that can affect the people around you. I, what What's an example? Um, Because you, like, procrastinate a lot, and then so sometimes you make, like, everyone late. I mean... Often. It's not sometimes. This happens every time we try to leave the house as a group. It's anyway, this has turned fault. into roast Sarah time. Okay, anyway. Um, because Libra enjoys balance in their lives, they seek the middle ground. In the process, they may end up trying to be everything to everyone. This is where their reputation for untruthfulness comes from. Untruthfulness? Sounds fake. Oh. Generally, their untruths spring from a true desire for peace and fairness. Although they may not be comfortable with direct and malicious trickery, they feel totally justified when they lie in order to avoid making waves. Mm. No. I think you don't lie so much as just don't say anything. Uh, yeah, I just don't say anything. Yeah. Peace at any price. In this sense, they seem harmless. But what can result but what can result is quite a ruckus. Oh, a ruckus. People involved with Libra, Libras may crib about their lack of directness and their apparent inability to take a stand. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Librans are ex- experts at avoiding being the one to blame. When confronted, they'll calmly and reasonably say, what, me? No, I just want peace. <laughs> On- I say that verbatim, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> what, me? Next- no, I just want peace. Next time someone's mad at you, like, please <laughs> just say that. Because <laughs> that's incredible. On the fence, middle ground, middle road. These are all expressions that can safely associate with Libra. Some more powerful signs may consider Libra a little on the weak side. More po- Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh. I'm offended. I mean, it's true. It's true. What are you talking about? You just oftentimes, like, don't say- You're not- You're very non-confrontational. Are you calling me wishy-washy? I don't think- Here's the thing, is I know you're not wishy-washy, but you don't verbalize to other people that that's But I'm not wishy-washy. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> that's To people that, like, aren't close to you or that you're, like, working more professionally with, you, like, don't tell them what you actually think. That's true. <laughs> I know. This has turned into therapy. <laughs> T. This is all a matter of opinion, however. Without Libra, life simply wouldn't be as fair. I bring the fairness constantly. Okay. (laughs) Librans are known for comparing and thinking in relative terms instead of in absolutes. This weekend is not just a good weekend. It's better than last weekend. See, see, you know, the reason why that happens is because I'm so indecisive. That's so true. So you just, you have to do relatives because, you know. That's true. These people are always looking for the best way or the right way to live. Harmony is the ultimate goal, but their idealism and high expectations can mean plenty of discontent. Since life presents all of us with an extraordinary amount of choices, if Libra doesn't learn to live in the moment, at least some of the time, they'll be in a constant state of unrest. Unrest. Society needs rules, and these rules attempt to bring justice, equality, and fairness. On an individual level, Libra represents these laws of civilization. Libra comes across as very civilized and rather refined. I'm refined, hoes. So not true. (laughs) So not true. Excuse you. Mm. She has a great need to be part of a group. She likes to mix with people and looks for partnerships. That's funny. Yeah, that's not true. (laughs) She likes and respects justice. She approves of society's values. Mm. <laughs> she is level-headed and assimilates quickly. Maybe. Hmm. Weaknesses. 
Does not think enough. She is frivolous. Does not think and what do you, so you think there's just cotton balls in my head? Sometimes I just don't think. Yes. <laughs> um, a dilettante, a person who cultivates an area of interest such as art, such as the arts without real commitment or knowledge. Okay. Oh, that's not true. So you don't, well, so it's saying you don't have a commitment or knowledge in love, but you will collect it. That just, like, doesn't apply. It just doesn't apply. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's not relevant to me. Mm. She is easily swayed by group pressure. That's true. <laughs> That's the T. Hold on. So there's also, so there, then there's, like, so, like, the moon, the sun and the moon sign, mm-hmm. I think, are, like, your biggest ones. Yeah. But then there's, like, you're an Aquarius in your moon sign. So mm-hmm. I can read your moon sign. Hit me with my moon okay. sign. So, also important, allegedly is people's moon sign. So I feel like that's, like, your secondary yeah. zodiac yeah. thing of, like, where the moon... Is it, like, where the sun was when you were born? Is that how yeah. it... So this is, like, where the moon was. My sun was on the other side of the planet. T. It was the well, middle your, of night. <laughs> your moon was in Aquarius. She was out there. Moon and Aquarius people are extremely observant. They are lifetime students of human nature, loving to analyze why people do what they do. This often stems from a detached, even shy personality, especially in youth. I think I relate more to my moon sign, Kayla. <laughs> so far, yes. No, your sun sign was rather accurate it's, in a lot it's, of ways. It's relatively accurate until you get to, like, love and relationships, and then it's just wildly Well, to be fair, I don't know that any sign, the love and relationship piece is going to be applicable to you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, be platonic. Mm. Just want to be platonic. Okay. <laughs> Whether due to character or conditioning, Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling different. Although rather sociable, they are often loners at heart. Many have strong egos, or at least powerful defense mechanisms, and most lunar Aquarians will do their best to be the most unique and unusual person they can be. I can't believe I'm a lunar Aquarium. I said Aquarian. I know. Okay. It just made me think of an Aquarium. I would not like to be an aquarium. That's too much water. Pretty wet in terms of water. <laughs> when it comes to uh, comes to to water, that's pretty one wet. of one of the wettest. <laughs> a Trump, a Trump, a quote by our president, our truly horrible president. <laughs> ah! Oh, anyway, for another time, um, their inner feeling of loneliness that they don't quite fit in. Puts them on the outside looking in. On the outside, always looking in. Well, I turns in. This is a Dear Evan Hansen sing-along. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they are very idealistic and progressive. There, sorry. There is a very idealistic and progressive streak in lunar Aquarians that is admirable indeed. However, when the moon is in Aquarius, native natives often will deny it the more irrational qualities of emotions, such as jealousy, possessiveness, and fear in an effort to be above what they consider pettiness. When this goes too far, lunar Aquarians can be emotionally blocked, distant, and detached. (laughs) That's especially when the moon is in Aquarius. When is is that? So whenever the moon is, like, in the constellation of Aquarius. inside Aquarius? In an aquarium, yes. In an aquarium. put the moon in an aquarium. Sheds? Sheds Aquarium in Chicago? It's a good aquarium. Stop This is not an aquarium review podcast. (laughs) Uh, Although given to temper tantrums and willful willful behavior in youth, Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling that messy emotions are unappealing. 
Interesting. <laughs> they often pride themselves in being cool-headed, detached, and above what they consider more base emotions. Caleb's just <laughs> smiling at me. <laughs> it's so funny. In the process, they can end up alienating others and themselves. Although lunar Aquarians can be especially adept at understanding others' behavior and motivations, they can lose touch with their own, simply because they have identified too strongly with what they aspire to be. And these aspirations are often superhuman. Lol. The tea <laughs> is scalding. I would say it's relatively warm. I don't know about scalding. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hot. The Aquarian tendency to be, a human- to be humanitarian shows up powerfully in Moon and Aquarius. However, their kindness and concern for others is generally more a broad philosophy of life. With people close to them, Moon and Aquarians, Moon and Aquarius natives can seemingly lack compassion, as they often fully expect others to be as independent and detached as they are. Stop laughing. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I'm going to throw this at you. Which is proof of my apparent lack of compassion. It's true, though, because with the people you're closest to... You show the least amount of, like, emotions towards. Probably. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. The tea. In close personal relationships, however, lunar Aquarians generally give others a lot of personal freedom, and w- they will tolerate and enjoy all kinds of idiosyncrasies and people around them. Moon and Aquarius people are rarely flighty people, but they can be unreliable <laughs> when it concerns the little things in life. I don't need your laughter. <laughs> Often this is simply an assertion of their independence. In the That's long, not true. I'm this, just incapable. It's, you're just dumb. That's all. In Excuse the long, you. I have ADHD. That doesn't make me dumb, Kayla. No, I know it doesn't make you dumb. You're just, in addition to having ADHD, also dumb. Interesting. <laughs> in the long haul, however, they are rather constant, as Aquarius is a fixed sign. As long as they have their own space and the freedom to be themselves... However kooky that may be, they are trustworthy and loyal. Lunar Aquarians generally make wonderful friends. False. Oh. They'll make a point of leaving nobody on the outside. Many will fight for others' rights and crusade for equality. What may be surprising is that Moon and Aquarius people have a lot of pride. In in fact, when they've been attacked in any way, especially regarding their character, they can become very inflexible and cool. It can be difficult to know just how sensitive to criticism lunar Aquarians are, simply because they hide it so well. (laughs) Oh, T. When their character behavior has been criticized, they tend to dig in their heels and keep right on doing it. They fully expect others to accept them exactly as they are, or they don't have much use for them in their lives. I don't know if that's true. You're too, because that's where, like, your moon and your sun are in conflict, I would say. Well, also, if you believe what this says, you're supposed to, like, take them in a hierarchical order. So, like, your sun sign is, like, most you, and then your moon sign is, like, yeah, you know. That's true. Well, that's the thing with astrology is that, like, it gives you such a broad range of Oh, it's of very things, vague. Yeah. And you're able to just pick what you think applies and ignore what you don't think but applies. But that's why it's And then funny. you're like, oh my god, that's so me. And you're like, well, no, there's so much that doesn't apply here. But it's funny. Anyway, these sometimes maddeningly unpredictable people are nevertheless quite charming. They have an unmistakable stubborn streak, but when left to be themselves, they make unusual and endlessly interesting people to be around. Life just wouldn't be the same without Lunar Aquarians' unusual spin on the world and the people in it. You're welcome. Short description. She is sociable, intelligent, and lucid. Lucid? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to great sociability, she has many friends. She is modern, original, 
inventive, nonconformist, and brings new life to everything she does. That's so many words. Weaknesses. She's eccentric with sharp mood swings. Why is that a weakness? Complex love life. A very complex love life. It doesn't yes. exist. It's so complex, I can't even describe it because um, it doesn't exist. Mm. You heard it here first, kids. Thank you. Your next big one is Venus in Sagittarius. Venus This Sagittarius. talks a lot about love. If you'd like to hear this. D- give me the quick rundown, because we do um, have to get to our compatibility, right. because that's very um, important. Let's see. Idealistic lovers, they won't put up with lovers who dwell on any one thing. Attracted to people in love with life. I don't know. All right, do you want to do mine? Yeah. Okay. So my son is Taurus. I, whenever you say son, I keep thinking you mean your child. My s- child is <laughs> a Taurus. There's something very solid about Taurus natives, no matter what the rest of their charts say about them. Though they are dependable most of the time, this generally shows itself more in habit than in outright helpfulness. (laughs) (laughs) Tea. Taurus natives are sensual folk. Oh, and this includes sex, but extends to pleasures in all areas. They delight in the sensual pleasures of food, a comfortable blanket, a richly colored aquarium to look at. An aquarium! <laughs> I like looking at Sarah. I can't believe um, that we have so many aquariums on this podcast. Maybe we should become an aquarium review podcast. Spinoff? Spinoff? Actually, I don't really like aquariums that much. Oh, okay. Zoos and aquariums? Overrated. Mm. That's pretty I get, true. I get bored. Yeah. Okay. Also, why are we putting them... Why are they captive? Why do we do that? Well, sometimes it's for their health, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's not. All right, continue. All right. Uh, The smell of flowers or spring rain, pleasing melodies coming from their stereos and so forth. Some might even... What if it's someone else's stereo? Not. Okay. Okay. Some might even say that they live through their senses more than most. That's true. I do like things that are, like, soft and comfortable. Uh, When Taurus natives work, they work hard. They do it with a steadiness that may rarely be be considered quick. Rather, it's dependable, plodding, and steady effort that has its payoffs. Security is immensely important to Taurus. Some of them actively seek wealth, while others are content to be comfortable. The Taurus definition of comfortable may not be exactly the same as the rest of the signs, but comfort is definitely a driving force. Blankets. Tauruses just want blankets. Personally, yes. (laughs) Uh, Although hardworking, their fixed and comfort-loving nature sometimes makes them appear lazy. This is only because they separate work and leisure so well. Ah can't relate i know when they work they work hard and when they play they don't really play as such they relax that's true i just like sitting she likes blankets i just like sitting uh a solar taurus who has kicked his or her feet up is rooted there you'd be hard pressed to get them to move on a mental level you'll likely have the same problem taurians stick with things and idea ideas and therein lies one of the reasons why they are known for their stubbornness Taurus is a fixed sign, and they have a fair measure of tradition and steadiness in their makeup that keeps them rooted. In your makeup? Your mascara? Yeah, honestly, the, my mascara I've been using recently is does not like to come off, so yes. Yeah, you need to get a better makeup remover. I have one that works now. Okay, good. It's fine. Ma'am. Important things. Continue. Okay. The possessiveness associated with Taurus shows up in all areas of life in some way. Taurus likes to own things, and sometimes people. Oh. <laughs> oh. Kayla, are you trying to own me? I already do. You don't own me. 
This is still a sing-along. Okay. A nice home, a piece of land. This could be modest. A paid-off car. (laughs) The land can be modest, but nothing else. But the rest must be. (laughs) (laughs) That aquarium mentioned earlier. Oh, my God. Why do you love aquariums? don't. Why is everyone born in the month of May obsessed with aquariums? Well, they're not because half of May is Gemini, so. It's not half. It's a third. A a couple pets may be a solid business. In love and relationship, there is an earthly, an earthy kind of possessiveness that may be considered jealousy. Earthy jeal- possessiveness. Could be considered jealousy by some, but there is actually quite a difference between being possessive and being jealous. I mean, I would say neither of them are that great. I don't know. Taurus natives are rarely jealous and petty. They do. That's so not true. <laughs> I am the pettiest She is person. the pettiest person i know (laughs) it's so true they do however think of people they love as theirs it adds to their sense of security i can't believe that kayla thinks she owns me this is a i do own you i want to be free (laughs) butterfly Uh uh-huh i don't like butterflies short description she is strong-willed she has charm and is tolerant and stoical she likes play stoical (laughs) no i think the correct term would be stoic yeah it wouldn't be stoical i don't know (laughs) Uh, she likes pleasures, and she likes pleasure in the good things in life, appreciates the arts. But what are the good things in life, Kayla? A blanket. A blanket. <laughs> Weaknesses. Obstinacy, laziness. She can be materialistic. She is. Let's try like things. All right, I have a moon in Gemini. Oh, I'm lame as hell. Why? Because they're both like the May signs. Aquarius is like... Jamie. Aquarius, isn't it? I have no idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, moon and Gemini. Lunar Geminis are usually pleasant, witty, and charming people. Ah, uh, sounds fake. It's not. I'm so charming. She has to, if she has to say it. Mm-hmm. At home and with family, however, they can be quite moody and irritable at times. <laughs> That's so true. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> people with Moon and Gemini are always interesting people. They have a finger in every pie. I, I like, like, I like, pie. I like how they say they're always interesting as if, like, there is a group of people That's, who is just yeah, which, not which, which, which sign is not interesting? Which, which, which sign is not Who's boring? Yeah. Uh, are curious to a fault and are generally well-informed. Nervousness and worry are common traits with this lunar position. T. An underlying restlessness is common, and many lunar Geminis need more stimulation than others. They usually read a lot, talk a lot, and think a lot with this airy, mutable position of the sun. So you think a lot, and I never think. And you dumb. <laughs> what a perfect pair. I hate it. <laughs> Their homes are often a perpetual work in progress. They generally dislike housework, but are big on home improvement. That Reorganize- doesn't make sense. What? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. They don't- you know it does, but it just seems like you're a bad... That would make someone a very bad housemate. It would. However, I am one of the only people here that cleans, so. Kind of. Fake. What? This is fake. I'm good at housework. I just hate it. Okay. That's true. They didn't just like it. I do dislike it. Okay. Reorganizing their homes in little and sometimes big ways seems to keep them happy. As lunar Geminis are easily bored by both routine and constancy. That's not true. Often this is a reflection of their inner world. The grass is always greener applies here. Inwardly, lunar Geminis are often unsettled. Moon and Gemini parents are generally more adept at handling the intellectual needs of their children than emotional ones. That's not, that's not true. Other complicated, others' complicated emotions in general can be difficult for lunar Geminis to handle. You do nothing but deal with other people's emotions. <laughs> that's all I do. Um, 
In their families, lunar Geminis often take on the role of organizing get-togethers. False. They are at their best when they have plenty of things to do beyond routine. That's true. Moon and Gemini people almost always have a way with words. They are clever and witty and more often than not can be found chatting with others. They are sociable and friendly and feel comfortable in crowds. Why is everyone sociable? I am not comfortable in crowds. Yeah, she sure isn't. <laughs> Some pay too much attention to what everyone else is doing and lose touch with what they really want to do. Yeah. Kayla, why are you always losing touch? Fun. <laughs> For fun? For fun. Okay. Uh, generally, Lunar Geminis have a million and one projects going. They are impressionable folk, and their imagination is boundless. Their openness to new ideas is ad- admirable, although decisiveness and persistence take a blow as a result. <laughs> oh, no. Still, versatility and adaptability are some of the stronger traits of this position of the moon. When irritable, these people can be <laughs> and easily become snappy. Their moodiness is complicated. This is not the same kind of moodiness you'll find with water sign moons, for example. So you have, like, a unique moodiness. Yeah. Like, like, you're, like, special. Really like, you're good. moody, but, like, like in a it's, special it's way. special, mm. you know? Like, yeah. I'm cooler than you, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, usually difficult behavior stems from inner restlessness. Lunar Geminis want to do it all and have trouble sticking to any one project. When problems arise, the first instinct of Moon and Gemini natives is to talk things out. Their tendency to analyze can give them the appearance of emotional detachment. In fact, lunar, lunar Geminis may be especially comfortable talking about their feelings, but feeling their own feelings doesn't come easily. Those that don't take time out to really emote and understand their own needs may end up baffling others. Feeling misunderstood is common for Moon and Gemini natives. The only real solution to the problem is learning to get in touch with their own feelings. Get in touch, Kayla. Uh, short description. Sharp intellect. She likes literature, adapts to all situations and social groups. Work in contact with the public, literary occupations, travel. Uh, weaknesses. Lack of follow-up ideas, indecision, goes back on decisions. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, What's our compatibility, Kayla? All right. We're going to find out if we're romantically compatible. Here's the tea. So, yeah, I think this is concerned the possible relationships between two charts, especially the emotional and romantic relationship, but also aspects of social, intellectual, and spiritual levels. Okay, so this, I think, is, like, it's set up of, like, pos- things that could be positive and things that could be negative. Oh, man. We have a lot of positives. That's okay. exciting. Um, positive aspect. They instinctively feel comfortable with one another and instinctively know how to comfort one another. They feel safe together. Here's the thing. I don't know how to comfort anyone. That's just like a you thing, though. I'm really good. You know the gif of a person who's like, someone is sad, so they have a broom? They're and there. They, and yeah, they... it's from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember That's you. That's you. That's me. Uh, they know exactly how to interpret the other person to see how they feel to understand them. Do you understand me, Kayla? Mm, I like to think so. Interesting. <laughs> Positive aspect. They go well together, understand and have confidence in each other, develop side by side in similar ways, and may have jo- many joint projects. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. We have one joint project. Uh, they could have a happy family where their children, if they have them, grow up in a pleasing atmosphere. Ah. There's a lot of humor and warmth, and there's no warmth in this relationship. There is zero warmth. <laughs> Cold, always. Cold humor. Ew. Uh, great passionate affair, very mm. intense and transforming. Mm. They feel that the relationship forces them to grow. I don't like the word passionate in this context. I don't either. Uh, here's a couple you like to be with. They are charming, agreeable, and know how to entertain their friends generously and warmly. 
warmly again. I know. They go well together and love each other in a discreet and sincere way and appreciate the joys of life together. The joys of life together. Hmm. Uh, challenging aspect. Challenge. This relationship can somehow encourage illusions and the disappointments that follow. These two people have a hard time understanding. We did, they just said we understand each other, though. Oh, my gosh. See, uh, this is the problem with astrology. I know. Uh, have a hard time understanding each other, and if they insist on living together, the little deceptions are if lies. If they insist. Yeah, we have insisted. <laughs> uh, the little deceptions or lies can add up and undermine the relationship. It's important to be clear and clear up misconceptions. What misconceptions? I just don't know. I'm not sure which misconceptions you speak of, so. I don't know. Uh, this is one indicator that suggests the relationship will endure. The union or love, passion, love, passion, grows and lasts. This union can be favorable if the two mutually respect each other. They both like their- I don't respect you. I know. They both like their independence, their freedom of thought and action. The relationship may be marked by distinct physics. Wow. Phys- oh my god. Physiological. No. Psycho- Philo- Oh my god. Philosophical. <laughs> Philosophical. <laughs> Ah! Interests and unusual ideas or belief systems, while, while which ideally are encouraged in one another. There can be a nice meeting of minds on the bigger issues. Hey, I watched The Good Place. I know about moral philosophy and ethics. No. <laughs> Kant? He's a guy. Okay. Utilitarianism? I know what that means. All right. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Each has confidence in the other. They are made to understand each other and live together. They will help each other throughout life challenging aspect um oh okay so mercury which i think in this case is me may find it difficult to tolerate saturn are you in retrograde (laughs) yeah okay so kayla might find it difficult to tolerate sarah when sarah Uh seems to be critical of kayla's ideas (laughs) kayla complains that sarah's assessments are too practical rigid and unimaginative (laughs) and that is the tea tea. (laughs) that's the tea Oh, no. There can be difficulties feeling free in another's presence. Sometimes Sarah can be too rigid, or Sarah might prefer a quiet, uneventful life, while Kayla wants to be freer and more spontaneous. This requires work. Be careful not to restrict or rain on one another's parade too often. I mean, I I don't like getting wild and lit. But I don't know if I would say that you're more spontaneous. Than no. What this reminds me of is sometimes I'll like want to do work and I'll be like ready to do something and I'll like get, try to get you to answer a question I have for work and you just are not in that headspace. You're like, my brain. I am not, not there. here for that right now. I'm busy. I know. Thinking about anything. Superstore <laughs> probably. An ideal couple, prosperous, happy, good intellectual understanding, great confidence in each other, a successful family life. Confidence in each other? I don't know, son. Zero out of ten. Uh, favorable for union, linking originality to initiative and decision making. You encourage one another to be Dis- inventive. But we're both indecisive. What I know. the fuck? Maybe together, two indecisive. Two indecisive people together. No, it does because someone, if two people are together and they're both indecisive, someone has to make the decision. I just disagree because I lived this summer with three other people who were, we were all just like way too chill about things and we were like trying to decide like, oh, like what movie should we see or like, oh, what's how are we gonna like divvy up like where people are sleeping and we were just all so indecisive and chill that we literally couldn't make a decision Mm. well i take that back then yeah 
the sexual connection tends to be dynamic, fresh, Ew, and exciting. I don't want, no. I also don't want it. Favorable union. There can be shared artistic tastes and common sensibilities. There can be a focus on fantasy, gentleness, and romance or compassion and acceptance. Romance and compassion. Ew. Two things I'm not... Enormous... Here's what you're going to hate. It's the last one. Enormous physical passion. The sexual attraction is intense and insistent. They want to be around each other as much as possible. False. Their sexual relationship evolves with time instead of dissolves. Ew. Yep. That's it. That's what I got for you. Here's a question. Who Mm -hmm. writes these? Like, like, do they just look at the sky and go, oh, yes. God spoke to me. I think that's it, yeah. God gave me the Ten Commandments, and they are the Ten Commandments of Astrology. That's how astrology works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I just, like, who who comes up with this? And also, why is it so... Why are the stars so heteronormative? I don't think the stars are heteronormative. I think that whoever is writing this shit is heteronormative. interpreting the stars. Perhaps. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. All astrology assumes that there is a romantic and a sexual component to your world. Like, I have found a friendship compatibility. Oh my god! For friendship Taurus and compatibility. Libra. Tell me more. Tell right. me more. A companionship between a Taurus and a Libra is like a joining of two parts to completion. Oh, to completion. Ew! Why yeah. you were the one that made that? That that. I, I don't like that. that. Both star signs want stability and security. Their sophisticated nature attracts them to art, literature, and culture. Remember, I'm sophisticated. But, like, that kind of makes sense with, like, this. This is, like... This is culture. What? (laughs) This is art! Could be if we were better at it. (laughs) Um, Their common wants and objectives result in the formation of a close bond between them. Do we have common wants and objectives? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. This similarity of... of uh, Wow. This similarity of objectives might not be apparent straight away, as superficially they don't have common interests. That's not true. We do have common interests. As they look beneath the surface, they would realize that they are far more alike than they had um, at first thought, and a mutual admiration keeps developing between them. I mean, I would say just, like, we have, we do have things in common, and then we do have, like, mutual interests and, like, Similar sense of, like, I don't know, sense of humor, I guess, because we are stupid. But, like, in terms of our actual personalities, I don't know how similar they actually are. Yeah, I think, on the surface, I think we seem very similar. Yeah. Because we do have the same sense of humor. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if you actually get down to it. Which is the opposite of what that says. Right. Yeah. When we actually get down to it, you and I are, like, kind of opposites. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I'm late. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. Thanks. I know. I have class in 42 minutes. Oh my god, okay. Taurus and Libra adore aesthetic pleasures and often seek and obtain works of art and jewelry. They are fond of drama in the theater. Ah, yes. It's true. We love a drama in the theater. We do. The theater. Both partners view feeling and and pleasure as very significant and could balance each other in several ways. See, but that doesn't match up with what it said about me. I don't know. Tora appreciates Libra's charismatic nature and diplomatic skills. I am a diplomat. That's so not true. <laughs> Libra appreciates 
uh, Taurus's love of beauty and the pleasures and comforts that come with it. You know, I think that the uh, the false assumption here is that I, I appreciate anything about you. Let's, yeah. Libra could help Taurus focus on different sides of a problem before making hasty decisions. Taurus could help the otherwise wavering Libra to be more fu- firm and more resolute. But I thought we're both indecisive. Yeah, but if you take the, mm-hmm. this as... So it's saying that you're more, or I'm more indecisive than you are. I suppose. What this, what I could interpret this as, yeah. is that, so I could help you be, be more firm and more resolute. Yeah. With that, that could tie into you, like, and I could help not you standing up for yourself. That, or saying what you think. Wait, what? Say that again? I could help you be more firm and more resolute. Yeah. That could tie in. How, what, what do you mean tie in? That could be, like, similar to how your sun sign was, like, you don't, oh. like, stand up for yourself. I thought you meant that you would help me be more resolute, and that would make me stand up for myself less. And I was like, That's the exact what? opposite. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, I just help you see all possible options, uh, because I like to make it harder to make decisions. Honestly, you do often make it harder to make decisions. I mean, How do I, I make it harder to make decisions? Because you're so annoying. Okay. That's not very descriptive. But fair. I need more description. All right. See? You just, oh, I need, oh, I need more description. Well, you giving me no reasoning. You're just the ruling planet claim. of both Taurus and Libra is Venus. Oh, my God. Taurus Venus, and Libra have queen. a love of beauty and opulence. Opulence. They both have winning personalities and a dire desire for affability. I can't believe that we officially have winning personalities. That Not. was a high five. That wasn't just a very sharp noise. It wasn't me slapping Sarah in the face, which <laughs> honestly could have been. Um, Taurus and we're Libra. So opulent. We're such opulent women. I don't even know what that means. Opulent <laughs> means like grandeur. Grandiose, which I don't think for me is true. I don't know. Uh, the influence of Venus could cause both signs to be idle and even conceited. Taurus of their possessions and Libra of their intellect. Of my intellect. (laughs) You sounded like John Mulaney. (laughs) I know. Um, He's just been in my head a lot recently. (laughs) Taurus is an earth sign and Libra is an air sign. Taurus is... I'm not air, though. You're an air sign. I took a... Stop. I'm trying to remember which one I am. You have class in, like, half an hour. Stop. I know. Taurus are more rational-minded while Libra crave for scholarly pursuits. Taurus works towards accomplishing How, Wait, so you're more rational-minded, but I'm more scholarly? That doesn't make <laughs> sense. I don't know. Okay. Um, Taurus work towards accomplishing their goals, while Libra is more interested in satisfying their intellectual curiosity. Probably. That's <laughs> probably true. This could make it difficult for either friend to understand the other and lead to disagreements if Taurus finds uh, Libra socializing too much, or Libra finds Taurus too restraining. But I thought we knew each other really well. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is the problem with astrology. Um, Taurus is a fixed sign, and Libra is a cardinal sign. Taurus have a tendency. So my moon sign is fixed, and my sun sign is a bird? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Taurus have a tendency to be obstinate. Libra must understand this and resort to gentle persuasion rather than open confront- confrontation to overcome their nature, this nature of the Taurus. Yes. Well, also, would you really confront me if you wanted to anyway? No. Yeah. Uh, Taurus, on the other hand, might be vexed by Libra's irresolute nature. Libra could see and evaluate vexing. all facets of a situation and could accept Taurus's decisions. 
as long as Taurus are not too adamant and opinionated. Libra could start new ventures in their partnership, while Taurus could ensure they're running to completion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best aspect of a friendship between a Taurus and a Libra is their common love of uh, love for art, beauty, literature, and culture. We're obsessed with culture. Yeah, we really are. Uh, both partners adore aesthetic pursuits and love their finger. Love, oh my god, <laughs> love the finer things in life. What? We love, we love a finger. I love a good finger. Love a lovely little finger. Uh, their common interests result in a strong relationship between them. We love, we both just really love fingers and blankets. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's... Wow. Pretty true. Um, Kayla. Yep. To, to summarize what we've learned today. Yep. Um, well, no, we're not summarizing. We're analyzing. Oh. <laughs> uh, how accurate do you feel this was? Um, I think a lot of things about that with the thing we first read for you was funnily accurate. Well, I I think though that you know you know it would be interesting mm-hmm. if if we like literally like actually analyzed it and took it apart and like put it into boxes of like yes, yes or no. Well, then you would also have to go by. through all the other signs and see yes and no. And if it's true, you should have more yeses in your Libra that box. Also than... involves. A lot of decision not, making. Oh my god. I can't make decisions. Um <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> this is a podcast, you have to. Um but it would be interesting to to see like what the ratio is because mm-hmm. like yeah, you're gonna remember the things that apply to you. You're gonna just like forget the things that don't. Unless they like really, really don't apply to you, which is why I always remember that Libra always thinks I'm obsessed with love and that's not true. But yeah, I mean astrology it's whether or not you believe in it is it is interpreted by humans and they're and because of the status quo because of heteronormativity it's always going to be based a lot in like romantic and sexual stuff yeah also if you remember from the podcast we did with asritha mm-hmm. in like indian culture it mm-hmm. is actually used to like yeah. put marriages together yeah so this was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, it was strange. Mm-hmm. Self-indulgent, one might say. Yeah, it felt like a little bit of therapy for you. <laughs> Just for me? I know. I, I think you're deflecting. Oh, what was therapy about it for me, Sarah? All of it. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I... I personally don't believe in astrology, but I think it's interesting to read. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, th- I think you can definitely find a bit of yourself in any of them, like yeah. in any of the things. Um, but there are some some funny memes in the memes. World. I'm a I find it interesting when you see like Tumblr posts where it's like eat, they give like a quote or something from like, mm-hmm. they, like some movie like yeah. each person gets or each star sign gets like a quote. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. That I also love that we all hate Geminis. <laughs> Everyone hates Geminis. That's my favorite. Well, you're, you're, you know, we got a little bit of Gemini moon sign in you, so. I do. And I'm an Aquarium, so. <laughs> and I love Aquariums. <laughs> Kayla That's our true compa- compatibility. Our true compatibility is that I'm an Aquarium and Kayla loves Aquariums. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. What's our poll? Do you think your description of your Zodiac is accurate to you. Yeah. Yes? Yes or no. Or nah. Yeah, solid. Uh, Kayla, what's your beef of the week? 
Oh, girl. My beef of the week is when people are like, I need you to do this. And you're like, I got it. I'll do it. And they're like, I need you to do this by like in two days. And you're like, I don't think you understand how this works. Mm. I need more than two days. Mm -hmm. That's my vague beef of the week. It's more specific than that, but that's my vague beef of the week. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. My beef of the week is how Instagram butchers photo quality. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the vast majority of the pictures I have on my Instagram are taken on, like, a DSLR camera. Mm -hmm. And if they're they're not... Because we appreciate art and culture. In this house, we are artists. Um, And if not, they're taken on, like, an iPhone, which is pretty good photo quality. Mm -hmm. I took such good pictures on my iPhone yesterday. Wow, I'm Kaylin. I have a fancy iPhone with portrait mode. That's true. Um, But, yeah... Instagram just butchers the quality, especially if you look at it on a computer. Yeah. Like, the quality is just awful, and it's like, I, I always put, like, high-quality photos in, and then I receive just pixelated Trash. disasters. And then it's like, if I, sometimes if I lose track of the original photo, and I need that photo, mm. I'll just have to screenshot it, but then the quality is so much worse. First world problems. Instagram, you need to be aware that people have better quality screens wow. now. All right. And you need to allow for higher photo quality on your website. Um, Go yeah, off, okay, sis. that's all. Um, you, can, you can find our poll or tell us about your beef of the week on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can email us, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. Or you can find us on Patreon, which I just realized I don't have the patrons pulled up. Boop, boop. But we do appreciate them. Do I know we often do, like, fly past them, because we usually go long on episodes. Yeah. But we recently got mics, and that was a revel. We recently, like, redid our subscription for SoundCloud. Hell and, yeah. like, we, like... It's your money. It was, Doing like... things for this pod. Yeah. It was, like, you guys that funded that. So, thank we you. We do it. really appreciate it. You know who we appreciate? We appreciate our $2 patrons, Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain. We appreciate our $5 patrons, Jennifer Smart, Astrutha Venicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. And we appreciate our $10 patrons, Emma Fink. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Emma T. Fink and Tristan Call, who'd like to promote the DeviantArt and Tumblr page, Rationally Paranoid. What's funny is Sarah says these names so often that we were talking to someone about our Patreon the other day, and she could do this whole... She knew all of this list. No, I forgot it. Okay, well, you... When we were talking... No, I forgot it. That was my. That was why I was stressed out about it. Yeah, but my so you at remember. least remembered the two dollar page. I did remember because that, that's how you like started off. So yeah, the five dollar ones. I think I always forget the order. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain, you're just in my brain. <laughs> you're welcome. McBlain. Uh, McBlain in the brain. McBlain in the brain. McBlain in the membrane. McBlain in the brain. Wow, you're welcome, Keith. Keith. <laughs> Got a special oh, shout out. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows.